This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, the Lake Show. You're on the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. That's what you're listening to right now. But our next guest, I love checking in on her show on Saturdays. Shaletta Brundage, host of the Shaletta Show, right here on the, uh, the Good Neighbor News Talk, 830-WCCO. Um, I'm having her on right now because, first off, I haven't had Shaletta on the show in quite some time. And secondly, uh, with me missing her, I said, what better time to have her back on the show than on today, uh, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., um, his holiday. And so Shaletta joins us now here on the show. And first off, Shaletta, um, I hope that all is well. I see you've been traveling. You went down to Texas and all that, but I'm, I'm happy that you're back home and uh, um, you're back on the show. How you been? I'm good. I have some boudin for you. It is in the freezer. I will bring it by on Wednesday, so be looking for it. All right. I'll see you on Wednesday because I'm going to be here. You know, I got me a little – I got me a show okay. to do before Wolves basketball. But um, yes. let, me, let, me, let me start with this. Um, how do you feel on this day? Because I am somebody that um, I've always looked up to – um, Martin Luther King Jr. He's one of the main reasons why I'm a Morehouse man, and I wanted to go to Morehouse College. But mm-hmm. I, but I, but I also mm-hmm. I, I also look at Martin Luther King Jr. and how this country hated him when he was alive, and now that he has been long gone, you know we've we've changed the narrative on how we we view Martin Luther King Jr. I guess some of us. Um, have changed that narrative, and, they, and they've spun it, just like they did with Muhammad Ali after so many years. But, but mm-hmm. when you think about Martin Luther mm-hmm. King Jr. today, how, how does this holiday make you feel? You know, it reminds me that he had a dream, not just for himself, right? Um, not just so he could sell a million books and make his family rich and you know, be a tenured professor at um, a prestigious university. He didn't just have a dream for his neighborhood and his city and his state, but he had a dream for this country. And, you know, it, it reminds me that when we start talking about the dreams that we have, are we dreaming for other people? Are we dreaming for that little boy in North Minneapolis who was shot and killed in a stolen car? You know, how are our dreams impacting others? And, and Dr. King was willing to die, not for a dream 
for just his family, but a dream for my family, and I wasn't even born yet. And so this day is a reminder to me that it is all of our responsibilities to um, create a new dream. Mm-hmm. So that when we look at our vision board, when we look at our goals and the things that we want to do, it's not just impacting the people in our house. But the dreams that I have are going to make somebody's life better in another part of town. And, you know, we, we sit in Edina and Cottage Grove and Egan and Eden Prairie, and we have dreams for our children. But if we don't start dreaming for those little boys and girls in Rondo and Frogtown and Camden um, you know, the dreams that we have for our kids are not going to come to pass because we, we have to make their lives better in order for our lives to be better, too. And and one of the things, and, and I'm so glad that you that you mentioned um, all of that, because we should be doing things not just for our own, um, you know, families or our own colleagues mm-hmm. or just like we should be thinking about others as well. And Dr. King thought about others. But one of the reasons why I still have a tough time with the people that try to, you know, make nice and act like they've always loved Dr. King is because he wasn't always loved. Let's just be, let's just be honest. He wasn't always mm-hmm. loved. And, and, and it, even so much in that, people need to remember, remind themselves that back in 1983 that John McCain voted against establishing a national holiday in honor of Dr. Martin Luther King. And then years later, we'll say, well, his, oh, pos- his, yeah. po- his position evolved. Um, but to me, I just, I mean, I mean, it, that, that's kind of the easy thing to do, right? Is to say your position evolved. That's yeah. easy. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's um, you know, it's just what this country has traditionally done. I'm just so used to it. Yeah. You know, you saw it with. Um, Dr. King, where they had the FBI on him, not only was the government making threats against his life, but, but, but regular common everyday citizens, and nobody was there to protect him, his wife, and his young children. You know, this man um, sacrificed his life. Um, so that I can live wherever I want to live, so that you can work wherever you want to work, and so that we could say, because we're in the business to talk whatever we want to say without coming out of our jobs and there'll be a mob ready to lynch us or burn across in our yards, you know. And, you know, in, at the time they hated him because, you know, I saw that Valerie Jarrett today at the MLK breakfast, and she said there's a stranglehold on the establishment, on the status quo. And he put a stranglehold on the status quo. And they wanted things to be like they'd always been. And Mm -hmm. he said, you know what, enough is enough. You know, and and they didn't like that. Muhammad Ali did the same thing. We can get closer to home. Nellie Stone Johnson did the same thing. It should not have taken 30 years to get a statue of Nellie Stone Johnson in the Capitol. And there's still not a marker letting people know who she is and what she did. It's just a statue. Hell, that could be me. You know, people don't like it when you tell them the way that things have always gone and the way that things have always been when it's benefited them and their families needs to change because they don't look around and see because they don't have a global worldview of how things are going that their neighbor down the street is suffering. You know, if they're eating good, they don't care if anybody else is eating good. And that's just not the way Dr. King lived his life. And we need to use that as an example of the way that we live ours. I don't know what anybody has on their New Year's resolution, but I would rather you find a way 
to create change and make this state better, then you lose five pounds. I'd rather you just eat the damn donut um, <laughs> and, and do something that's going to help Dr. Verna's girls in action or her husband, Brother Shane Price's, um, you know, mentoring program for young men. They sitting up here in North Minneapolis. And, and you know, people watching the news and they want to point fingers at the kids and say what they need to be doing and how they need to be doing it. But, you know, are you using your books and your bodies? your dollars and your dedicated time to make a difference, or are you just complaining? These kids are going to be your kids' um, co-workers, their college roommates. They're going to be on the train together. And if you have not done your part to make life better, then shame on you because those kids need all of us. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm totally with you. So we're talking to Shaletta Brundage, host of the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. When you hear the name Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., what frustrates you about society with regards to um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. today? Um, and I guess, I, I guess what I mean by that is I'll I, I, I put myself in. I, I'll answer it myself and then let you follow up. I think one of the things that is frustrating to me is that um, for the majority, okay, I say majority, of Americans, we have minimized mm-hmm. his impact and what he was to the world in just a dream speech. And he was much bigger than yeah. a dream speech. People need to start talking mm-hmm. more about the, the the books that he wrote and what he ha- had to say in some of the other speeches that he made in churches and elsewhere. You know, go, at, go out there and buy Where Do We Go From Here and, and talk about all of that stuff. So, so that, that's one of the things that frustrates me is I think a lot of times we try to minimize his impact and what he meant to the world into just one speech. Well, okay, so there's a couple of things, and I'll, I'll touch on them briefly. One of the things that frustrates me is around this time of year, people who don't donate to the King Center, don't know anything about Dr. King, have never read his books, have never read his letters, um, and um, don't know anything the about his jail. family. Yep. yep. Uh, yeah, they don't know anything about his family. They are not donors. They've never even been to the King Center. They've never been to Morehouse College. They've never been to Atlanta. Like to tell people what Dr. King would think or do today. Yep. You know, and, and I've watched Bernice King's timeline all day long, and she's pretty much been checking people, yep. uh, saying, hey, you know what you need to do? You need to stop talking about my father because you are not a donor to the King Center. You've never met my father, and you're seeing what he would and wouldn't like. And, and there's a group of those type of people out there who around this time of year come out and say, Dr. King would not approve. Dr. King would not like this. You know, I can't believe you're doing this. What would Dr. King think somebody had the nerve to tell me that and, and i had to remind them you know that there's a group of you who come out around this time every year who like to say oh okay you know dr king would not approve of what you're doing and dr how would you know you know what connection do you have to the king center and the king family how much time did you spend with dr king if you were too young to have spent down time with dr king do you have a phd in kingology have you met Bernice? Because he has children that you can spend time with, grandchildren as well, who are also freedom fighters. So please tell me um, how much time you spent volunteering at the King Center, how many of their fundraisers you've attended and donated to, zero. Well, then how do you know hey. what Dr. King would like? The other thing that frustrates me is mm-hmm. people forget 
that the last thing Dr. King was fighting for was financial equality. I mentioned that earlier in the show. Yeah, we were talking about voting rights. Yeah, oh my God, yeah. We're talking about voting rights and we're talking about, you know, lunch counters and sit-ins. But the last thing he was doing that would really got people mad was he was saying, you know what? These are black men, they need to be in the union. If you're paying the white uh, 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 trash can workers $8 an hour, you need to be paying the black ones the same thing. They're doing the same job. Why are the black men making $2 an hour less than the white men hey. for, for uh, 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 picking up trash? Shaletta, you know he said, hey, we coming for our check. And he started talking about that land. And, and shortly he after that, he was. about that yep. land in mm-hmm. North Carolina. Yes, he did. Yep. And, and people don't talk about that. They don't talk about the fact that he was saying, we want our money. We want the same things that they get. And, and so, you know, I'm always energized by that. I go back and listen to those speeches. And that's why, Henry, when I'm out in community and I'm bringing down those systems and I'm challenging people, I do so because I. I'm modeling the behavior of Dr. King. And people tell me all the time, well, you can't, you shouldn't be a disruptor. Your business would make money without you being a disruptor. I, I tell them my business would make a dollar if I was not a disruptor. Hey, Dr. I, King was mm-hmm. a disruptor. I said this earlier, it was about 40, a little bit less than an hour ago on Twitter. I said, today is the day where those that every day scream that America needs to go back in time and stop being so, quote, woke are praising Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Y'all, the same ones that if he was alive today would hate his guts. Am I wrong? Mm. Uh, I, I tell you what, they still hate him. They're just saying what needs to be said. They're putting the quotes out. They're putting out the pictures. They're doing the song and dance. They still don't like him. You know, when you have a position that strongly where you vote against something and you are on the record as saying so, um, it is very difficult for me to believe that that position changes um, in your heart. What I believe is that position changes because the country has changed and you want to keep up. And, and so this is what, um, you know, African-American, Latino, indigenous, Hmong people, Asian people, small, we, we just had to deal with this where, you know, you go to work and the people are kind to you and they are nice to you, but deep down they don't want you there. You know, and, and, or, you know, you, you go to a neighborhood and you buy a house and they may even bring you a pie, but they don't really want you there. They have already voted against you being there, but since you're there and everybody wants you there, they have to play the game. Our LGBTQ brothers and sisters are dealing with it now. Yep. Where people are saying, oh, yes, we're going to march with you. We're going to go to the pride parade, but we really, we really, we really don't, don't like what you're doing. We really, you know, we're really against it. Yeah. And, and I think I think one of the things that people need to understand is that even in the black community, there weren't people that 100 percent agreed with Dr. Martin Luther King's approach because um, um, he was mm-hmm. un- he was unique and he was different. But at the same time, he had to meet with other black leaders and they had to get on the same page. He didn't always see eye to eye with Malcolm X and his stance. He sat and had conversations with Muhammad Ali. You know, um, and, and, and when they emerged from those meetings, they would be asked about, you know, what they talked about and what they and he and they did not. <laughs> they did not talk about what they talked about in private. They said that, hey, we are both in a fight for human rights, even though there are certain things that mm-hmm. we may not agree on belief wise. Yeah. And, you know, that's something that we have not been able to um 
do here lately is agree to disagree. Mm -hmm. You know, we can't come together and have two different opinions without, um, you know, demonizing the other person. You know, it's like you have to believe in the same God. We have to be the same religion. Sometimes we even have to be the same race, the same political party. Why can't I, as an African-American female independent, be best friends with a white man who is a Republican? and still love each other, and still disagree on some things, but hear each other out because there is a common good of wanting this country and the people who live in it to be better, yep. right? To have yep. our children to have um, a better opportunities for the next generation and even the generation after that. But, but these, um, you know, this country right now and, and this culture that we're living in right now, if you don't believe what I believe, if you don't feel how I feel about a certain thing, if you don't look how I look, if you don't go to church where I go to church, if you don't work where I work, you didn't graduate from college where I graduated from college, I'm going to demonize you, and I don't want to hear anything you have to say, and I don't want, even want to understand your position. Yeah. You know, and, and, and to the detriment of everything around us. And so at that point, you know, businesses can't grow Communities can't grow. Uh, our infrastructure is shattered because we can't come together and talk and agree on a bill. Or yeah. we can't come together and talk and agree on legislation. Um, and, and when that happens, um, then, you know, everybody suffers. Yep. Check her out Saturdays from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. It's the Shaletta Show, and we are chatting with Shaletta Brundage right now. Uh, Wednesday, what, anything special going on Wednesday that I need to know about before I see you? Wednesday, I'm bringing you your boudin, but, you know, I wasn't supposed to talk about this. Oh, okay. But the Star Tribune is doing like this big blowout story on me. Oh, nice. And, uh, so I'm coming downtown to, like, they apparently they got some photo studio. So I'm going to come downtown, and they're going to take some pictures for this uh, this article that they've been working on for, oh, like, since last awesome. year sometime. So I got to make sure I got my good girl on and get to the barbershop and do my Botox so hey. my wrinkles don't show. But, you know. Long overdue, but, hey, much praise, much praise, and much love, much love. I'll see you Wednesday. Oh, I love y'all. All right, take All care. Right, talk soon. That's Shaletta Brundis joining us here on The Late Show. All right, we went a little bit over, but, hey, it's all good. We'll make it up on the other side. A very quick, uh, brief, uh, short segment before we get to other matters here on The Late Show. Always nice to check in with Shaletta Brundage. I'm so relaxed right now. I literally have my feet up on the table. Yeah, if I were to take a picture of you, you... Yeah, but you wouldn't do that. You haven't even changed the channel from FS1. No, because I was podcasting. It takes like two seconds to change the channel. That's your excuse? Have you seen how long it takes to change have the you channel? Have, have you... That's your excuse? If Come I don't on. get these podcasts up, you know how Man, many times Shaletta's going to be texting stop me? Stop playing. Stop playing. Stop playing. Well, just for that, I'm not going to change the channel at all here. You I mean, do. I mean, there, no, no, you, you scared you of Shaletta? Yeah. No, there's You no. scared of Shaletta? Huh? There. You scared of Shaletta? Shaletta, no. she going to come down here and beat the brakes off you? I'm, I'm not afraid. I mean, you might want to change the channel. I'll call Shaletta now and say, hey, he won't change the channel, and she'll bring her kids down here, and they all be on you. Molly whopping you. Yeah, whap, but, whap, whap, whap. <laughs> but here's the deal. If you tell her if, if you tell her that, hey, it, it, it's either changing the channel or podcasting her segment, which one is she going to choose? No, I'm not going to say that. 
Okay, yeah, you're going to leave out some of those facts. Okay. And she'll just come down here with the crew, and they'll be like, bang, 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 bang. I ain't going to mess with the Brundage Babies. <laughs> the Brundage Babies. They ain't nothing to mess I with. I love the Brundage Babies. Man, they're cool. Oh, man. And look, I didn't think this was going to happen, uh-huh. but Dallas is putting it on Tampa. Like, Buccaneers are in trouble right now. Beyond trouble. Yeah, like they are. I mean, Dallas is moving the ball. Dak Prescott having himself a night right now so far. But this is the thing. All this stuff about, well, Tom may go somewhere else. I don't want to hear nothing about Tom Brady going anywhere else. Like, he's at the end of the road. And I'm not saying he's. I'm not saying he could. He can't play one more year. But who wants to invest another year in Tom Brady going to a different situation? Like, where's he going next? The Niners. I mean, come on, man. See, I think the Niners in a really interesting position when it comes to the quarterback. That's holding. Okay. And they, they're not going to call it. They're not going to call it. Oh uh, man, Dalton Schultz, number two, Dak to Dalton, man. Yeah, it is. Was it eighteen to nothing right now? Yeah, wow. and yeah, Tampa's going to get the kickoff in the wow second half. This is ugly. It is. It this is. is so ugly. But I mean, as we've seen this weekend, like none of these games have. I mean, the games we thought were going to be blowouts. Mm. I mean, Miami, Buffalo, close. Cincinnati, Baltimore, close. I mean, Tom Brady really doesn't – he doesn't wake up to the fourth quarter. Gotcha. But I was saying San Francisco – I mean, is Brock Purdy their quarterback now? Wait, did he miss another f- – A second He missed one. another field goal. Brett Maher missed two. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I, I think Brett Maher – That's the only thing that screwed the Dallas Cowboys and I is special teams. Yeah, I mean, Brett Maher, I think he's going to have to take a Greyhound back to, to Dallas. Wow. If Dallas wins, is Maher on the t- – Oh, that's Blair Walsh-like. Dude, that is like, that is so, oh, Dak. Oh, they're going to have that come to Jesus meeting in the locker room. Thoughts and prayers to Brett Maher. That's funny. All right, look, we've got 30 minutes left. We want to talk more Vikings because we want to vent more about the Vikings. Do you have a take on the Vikings? What, what did you make of the season? Your takeaway from yesterday? Do you think that it was... A failed season? I don't think that. I think they accomplished a lot this season. They, to me, in my opinion, way played past expectations. Because quite honestly, I didn't think that they were a playoff team going into the season. But your thoughts on the Minnesota Vikings, 651-461-9226. We get to those phone calls after weather on the list. All right, 651-461-9226. Vikings fans, this team's going to be different next year. There's going to be a lot of faces that we've seen for years that I don't think will be in a Vikings uniform anymore. Um, What do you think about yesterday's game? We'll take those phone calls on the Cities One Plumbing Talk and text line. And I guess the, the people that I think most likely, unless they take massive contracts in terms of restructuring, so massive pay cuts that will no longer be Vikings next year are Harrison Smith, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, 
And Daniil Hunter? I, I, I think Daniil's in the mix. Eric Kendricks is in the mix. They, they're losing people. Let's just put it like that. They're going to be losing some people. Yeah, the offseason, this is going to be a very interesting offseason for yes. Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. But I feel like, I was talking with Paul Hodewanik about this earlier, and just kind of talking about you know how things are transpiring, kind of where they need to go from here. Number one, the people that are blaming Ed Donatel for everything, the scheme, I felt, was a big part of it. But let's just face it, they don't have the guys that they need anymore. They've got to get younger. You've got to get more athletic. We saw that yesterday, that you've got guys that have these big contracts that were given out by Rick Spielman, and now you've got to you've got to rid yourself of these big contracts. Adam Thielen has taken numerous restructures. I don't think he's going to take another one. To me, I, I think he's absolutely gone. Dalvin Cook. Wait, who doesn't take the restructure? Huh? Who? Adam Thielen. Oh, I can see him restructuring. Could you, I mean, he's been asked to re- – at what point do you say – He keeps I, getting massive contracts. Uh, well, but – He got money. He got – he got he restructured – he got he – got, uh, he got big money last year. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. But every year when the Vikings are in this salary cap conundrum, you're always going to Adam Thielen. But and he's asking, not taking less. In what year did he take less money? He's, he, he, he may be restructuring, but he's essentially getting his money up front. Like, he's got to take a pay cut for the first time. Like, that's a big deal. I mean, I, I just I don't. I don't see him being agreeable to it, nor... Why not? He's a Minnesotan that his identity is a Minnesota guy, and his kids and his wife, like, they. if there's anybody that's going to be agreeable, I think it's him of all the ones agreeable. Yeah, I mean, I agree that to think about Adam Thielen anywhere other than Minnesota is going to be weird, but... No, that's not what I'm saying. We know that it'd be weird. What I'm saying is if there's any person out of all of the names that we just went across that would be open to it, I think it's him because of that fact. But at what what point do you just say, you know, I've been a team player for long enough and I I don't want to do it? I mean, I could see Dalvin Cook gone. I could see Eric Hendricks. I could see Harrison Smith, you know, not re-signing Patrick. But Peters. you're saying you're saying that he's been a team player, like he's missed out on money. He has not. When when has Adam Thielen missed out on major money? He hasn't. I'm looking at his spot track right now. Uh-huh. He made eleven. He made no. Check that. He made um this year. He made thirteen million dollars. 13, 13 and a half, actually. Mm-hmm. The cap hit 19. Uh, no, no. I Check that. This year he made, in terms of money, he actually made 14.3. The cap hit um, would have been 24. Okay. This year he's scheduled to make 13. So my, 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 my point in this is that, when you look at his, if you look at his money, what they started doing for Adam Thielen was they weren't like it wasn't like he was giving discounts and like like when we're talking about restructuring, like he was giving money back. They were just converting that into like signing bonuses. Signing bonus, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I guess at some point that has to stop because he's the the potential out 
for him is 2023. But we know that with the with the dead cap and the cap hits that they're going to have to take, that he's going to be on the chopping block. And I guess the, I guess my question will be this: Let's say that you part ways with Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. He's going clearly there. His services will be wanted, right? Yeah, absolutely. By another team, right? Yeah. By another team as what? As a as a as a third wide, not as a number two. No, I, I think at, at best, I think the days of number one and number two money are gone. Oh, for Adam Thielen, for sure, for sure, he's still very serviceable as a number three. I mean, right now you could make the case that KJ Osborne, no question, was the number two wide receiver yep. down the stretch. Yep, and it's not a slight to Adam Thielen, not at all. Adam Thielen has been a hell of a player for this team. For a long time, he has been a, a pillar of the community. He's done everything right for this team. But is the money worth the return on the investment that you're going to get for the Vikings? Yes. All I'm saying is is I don't want the listening audience to think that like Adam Thielen has been pulling a Tom Brady where he was he was taking a lot less money when he could have been making yeah. more. That's not the case. Like there were years where where like a LeBron. LeBron could have made more money some of those years. He was purposely taking less so the other guys could get more Right, money. but I, I guess if you're the Vikings, why would you even ask for a restructure? Why are you going to give him more money when you can – I just don't feel you're, you're not getting whatever that money so who, is that you're – I guess the question will be, who is your top three, who is your top three wideouts? I, I don't think you have to worry about that right now. you got Justin Jefferson. Mm-hmm. you got K.J. Osborne. Mm-hmm. And you figure out the third because you've got TJ Hawkinson right now is your number three option mm-hmm, on mm-hmm, offense. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're worried right now about who that number three wide receiver is. What you they, have to replace in this offense, you have to replace Adam Thielen with somebody. I, I understand that, but you don't have to make that business decision now thinking, okay, well, if we cut him, who's going to be that wide receiver? I think you make that business decision, you, you figure out all your cap issues. And you, you, you know you, you try and revamp this roster. Yeah, no, I don't agree with you on that. I, I you have to figure what the hell out you're gonna do. You just you're just not parting ways with guys, and you, we'll figure it out on the fly. No, you should be looking at all of this. Like today, they should they should have a short list of guys right now that they're like, this guy is on the cheap. This guy is available in free agency. This is maybe a, a, a oh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure yes, I'm sure they've yes. got I'm sure they've got a plan. But I don't think that you have to be beholden to that no. in order to whether or not to, to make this move. No, you no, no, you no, you, you can't be beholden to it. You know, because I, you're gonna make the move anyway. Yeah, you you're going to, and this is gonna be the off season that, you know, Kwesi with those thirteen wins has built up some equity with the fan base. I feel. Mm. Because well, you you think about it I don't think so. He couldn't have made these moves last year. I feel like you can make these moves now. He's going to have to get rid of a lot of fan favorites I, that people are going to be unhappy about. I don't but think you that, have to do it. I, well, I think that some fans understand the reality of the business. And Dalvin Cook's another one. Dalvin Cook is making a lot of money. And I'm not sure that Dalvin Cook... Now, Dalvin Cook, I think that's the most interesting one because he is uh, an RB1 still... He's about to be 28, and I think he's still in his prime. Or maybe he's he's on the back end of his prime. I feel like he's... He's on the back end of his prime. There's enough concern with Dalvin Cook right now for me that gives me pause. No question. As to, you know, whether or not you want to to bring him back. 
if if the put it like this, when we talk about bringing guys back, mm-hmm. you're bringing back Dalvin Cook over Adam Thielen. Yes, without question. Yes, I, I absolutely. I I agree that you especially are with uh, Alexander Madison about to be a free agent. Yeah, and that's the thing. Do you commit to Alexander Madison and decide that you're going to cut like because 28 years old? We used to hear the the cliff is 30. Like yep. 30, that's where running backs declined greatly. It's you know in today's day and age, I feel like the Zimmer years took more off of Dalvin Cook. We didn't get those big explosive. We got maybe what a handful of really explosive runs from Dalvin Cook this year. He just didn't have the same juice, and I don't know if that's a byproduct of. This I think offense. some of it's the KOC stuff, and that yep. that could be because I mean, even you go back and you look at what they did in Los Angeles, like it, it was a seventy thirty pass to run. So, are the numbers and the lack of production? Is that the wear and tear on Dalvin, or is that a byproduct of the offense? If that's a byproduct of the offense, then I think that even makes more of a case for not bringing Dalvin back. Because if you're not going to make him that bell cow and give him you know 20 to 25 touches a game, then why not get somebody that you feel is more of a guy yeah. for, for that? But, I mean, this I, I firmly believe that Ed Donatel is going to be gone. He, I'm not so much thinking that... Daniel Hunter and maybe Zadarius Smith. I feel like those guys. No, Zadarius Smith is. You can't do anything. Uh, yeah, with him. and I. Well, I, I saw somebody that's like, well, maybe Zadarius Smith. I don't see <laughs> Zadarius Smith going anywhere. I don't even see Daniel Hunter because Daniel Hunter in this three four, he doesn't work as an outside linebacker for me. Like to me, he's that D end, that rushing D end with the hand in the dirt. Like nothing about that defense. Harrison Smith is gone. Harrison Smith is gone. Yeah, I, I feel in fourteen point seven million. Whew. How much? He's thirty four years old. Yeah, how much would Nate Hamilton have looked really good in purple? Kyle. Kyle. Yeah, sorry. Kyle Hamilton would have yeah. looked good in purple. Sorry, I. I meant, well, I well, meant that's Kyle. the other thing, and that's the reason why I don't think that the leeway that you think, and I know we got a break, that you think that Quasey gets. I mm-hmm. don't think he gets that type of because he's the draft was not kind to the Minnesota Vikings. Lewis Seen, I know, is a freakish injury. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to blame Lewis Seen for getting injured, but that, that that's a lost year. Uh, a- Andrew Booth, there were the concerns about him. There the were name. concerns about him going into the draft. Didn't yeah. work out. So so we'll see how it all plays out. But um, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Final segment here on the late show. All right, the final, what, two minutes of the show. Man, Tom Brady, he's running for his life tonight. <laughs> and I can't. I don't know. Is, did, did Micah Parsons come out of halftime? He got banged up or got hurt before the uh, halftime break. Yeah, at, like the very last play of the first half. Yep. He got banged up. It was like his right shin or something. I don't know if he came out for the, the second half. I know that Tampa got the first possession and then they Three and out. Yeah. So, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know if he came out of the, the locker room or not, but that's it's something to watch for sure because, I mean, Micah Parsons, he's – He's a beast. It's funny because in the commercial break, I was asking um, producer Christopher Tubbs about Nutella. Because mm-hmm. these young kids love this Nutella spread. And I'm like, never had it before. What does it taste like? Yeah. And then Chris is like, hazelnut spread. I'm like, I don't know what that is. What is it? What is it? That's not telling me anything. Well, I'm telling you, it, it, it's sweet and it tastes like hazelnut. Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't. 
I'm sorry if that doesn't help you. Oh, man, Dalton shuts. He's having a game. He's having himself a game. He yeah. got two touchdowns already? Two touchdowns. Dak to Dalton. Wow. Yeah, that's. He was getting interfered with. Yeah, too. he was. <clears throat> man, wow. how about them Cowboys? I hate this, man. I do not want the Cowboys winning nothing. Yeah? Look at this. This every oh my They score anything here on this drive, it's the game over. It's over. Because it's gonna either be twenty-four nothing or twenty-one nothing. Only bad thing tonight for the Cowboys has been their kickers missed all his kicks. Oh man. Yeah. I, I And they're still kicking Tampa's butt. I mean, Greg Joseph isn't doing anything, so I mean maybe, you know. No, I'm just kidding. Can't have Greg Joseph. Now he's, ma- he, he's Maher's making uh, Joseph look like uh, Adam Vinatieri. Hey. And that's saying a lot. Pride and joy of South Dakota. All right. Uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here. Same time, same station. News Talk 830 WCCO. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.